folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now. Hello and welcome to The Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover, Christian Hugill and Greg James. Now this is a slightly different one, isn't it guys? Because we're talking about the F1 Academy. Oh yes. Oh, yes. yes. I thought you had another surprise up your sleeve. I was like, what? 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 No, I've got no surprises for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. As or, or, yeah, or as Jimmy, the producer's pointed out, no sleeves either. No. <laughs> no. Great, thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> Let's be clear then. This is a podcast with no surprises at all. No surprises. <laughs> but it does have a fantastic co-host on this episode. And it's someone that we've spoken to before. Well, actually, it's not someone I haven't spoken to, but, but you've spoken to before. And we're so excited to track... Chloe Grant's progress, aren't we? Yeah, so the last time we spoke to Chloe Grant was before she had started racing in the F1 Academy, which is a new race series this year designed to give a platform to women racing drivers to hopefully be able to go further in their career and graduate into other forms of motorsport. And we are recording this live from the garden. In the garden. In the garden. In the garden. In the garden. garden. In the garden. And, um, and uh, Barney's <laughs> just turned up and Bella's just turned up with some rosé. Oh. Thanks, Bella. And there are worries that Formula One podcast can be too macho. Here we all are having a glass of rosé. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Bella. Thanks. Try and get Bella on the podcast a bit later. Yeah, mm. I hope Bella can come back. But most importantly, we have a driver to deal with. And the driver has appeared as if by magic on the screen in front of me. So should we let, let her in? Let's the podcast? let her in. Here she comes. Chloe Grant, hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey, Chloe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're all really good, actually, aren't we? Very excited to speak to you because I really enjoyed your episode of The Fast and the Curious last time you were on. And I'm sorry that I wasn't around. But did you enjoy <laughs> your first appearance as a podcast co-host? Yes, I loved it. Did your mum enjoy it? <laughs> Yes, she did. And we've got the dog now. Oh, she's behind <laughs> you. Is it he or she? I can't remember. She, she's sleeping. Oh, there she is. <laughs> so, Chloe, when we last spoke to you, you hadn't even started in the F1 Academy yet. You've done, what is it, three races now? How's it gone? How's it going? Yeah, I've, I'm loving every minute of it. Um, yeah, Red Bull Ring, uh, first round was, it was difficult for me, I think, you know, first time back in the car for a long time and it was a difficult first round but Valencia was really really good I got P4 uh, so it was close to my first podium Um, and then I unfortunately let myself down in Barcelona in the qualifying which made the races more difficult for me Um, but in the races I did manage to make up quite a lot of positions and we got you know we got really good data from testing at Aragon last week for the setup of the car so yeah we're um, I'm looking forward to Zanvoort. <laughs> Great. Chloe, you sound like you're properly in the zone. <laughs> when I heard you co-hosting the podcast earlier on in the year, you sounded very relaxed. You were like, yeah, I'm just going to take it all in. But now your game your game face is definitely on. You're saying things like, I let myself down in the qualifier. <laughs> By the way, I don't think that any person who's driving a car this fast can let themselves down. No. It's, all part of the, it's all part of the excitement and the journey, isn't it? And... Christian, that podium will come, won't it? Oh, the podium will come, Chloe, all in good time. (laughs) Did you notice, though, that when Chloe was talking, she had this big smile on her face, and we kind of picked this up with all the drivers. When you're just talking about what you love so much, you just look so happy. You know, first year in this car, first year with a new team. It's all it's all really new to me, but it's so exciting. And ART, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to be with them. They've helped me progress 
a lot and really quickly. Um, I definitely think we showed that from round one to round two. So, you know, hopefully we can show more of the potential in the upcoming rounds. Do you know what, Chloe? I've been really enjoying following it all on your social media channels. And also, they're filming it, aren't they? The F1 official things, but it's not sort of broadcast live. And I think it'd be really nice to maybe just broadcast it live. That, that would be a good thing, wouldn't it, Christian? That's what we're hoping, because it's so much easier to get to love a racing series when you can follow it live and watch it live. And Chloe, you must be hoping that as, as well. But how much of a, of a reaction have you had since you've started doing this because as Greg says people are watching the races albeit a few days later and people know what this is much more now than last time you were on so what's the reaction been like Chloe? I think yeah I've def- I've had a lot of support and my my fan base and my social media base has grown a lot this year I feel very lucky and proud to be in a position that I, I am one of the girls that you know the younger generation you know the girls that started the age I started are now looking up to and um, so yeah I'm, I feel very privileged to be a part of that and hope to inspire more girls not just in the driving aspects but engineering mechanics for them to get into the sport so obviously usually I only ever get recognised at the racetrack but my family were really really into country music it's, uh, it's how we roll every single day of life I love it so much and then we were at a Kip Moor concert in Glasgow um, a couple couple weeks back and somebody came over to me and they're like, are you Chloe Grant? And I said, yes. And they went, oh my God, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe it because it's never happened before. Did you take a photo with them? Yeah. <laughs> Who is that fan? They'll probably be listening to this episode. We should uh, chat to them and see, you know, what their involvement in the sport yeah. is and when they when they started watching it and all the rest of it. Did you, did you, um, did you have a chat with them or was the music sort of too loud? And you were like, yeah, we got a photo, but well, we got a bit of a chat um, after the music finished. So it was a boy, and he was there with his two parents. That is so good. One of my favourite things that we've had on this podcast was when Logan Sargent talked us through his thought process as mm-hmm. he sat on the grid of his first. Grand Prix <laughs> in those few seconds before the lights went out when you were clutching the wheel how how were you feeling um yeah the first race of the year I was really really nervous and I I usually you know I think everyone obviously gets nerves it's very normal but I think that's the most nervous I've felt knowing how important this season especially is being in F1 Academy and um, so yeah I was really really nervous I was like just get a good start and just drive <laughs> but ever since then I think you know you settle into the rhythm of it you don't necessarily not get nervous but you just don't feel it as much and it's more of a natural feeling i love how your thought process is just drive (laughs) you know how often do we hear the likes of max verstappen say i'm just gonna go out there and enjoy it i think that must be so important chloe to just go out there and enjoy it yeah exactly yeah i think it's now more the matter of thinking more you know in a tactical way it's the thing of you can't win it in the first lap you know focus on your technique that was an issue I had last year uh, when I got my career got more serious was I was just wanting to go fast and go fast and go fast but I wasn't actually going fast because I was just pushing too hard and I wasn't focusing on my technique so I went somewhere to help me with my driving performance and we they helped me to train me to focus on my technique so you know it's lap after lap that's what I kind of try to focus on is technique, because if your technique's right, you're going to be quick. We had a message in the Fast and the Curious Insta DMs once asking us to explain what Formula One commentators mean when they say overdriving. We never got round to doing that question. Chloe <laughs> has just done it for us. I see. What Chloe was discussing there is what's so often called overdriving. When you hear racing commentators saying they're almost trying yeah, too hard. It, like you said, with overdriving, it is. I mean, I'm very guilty of 
overdriving quite often. I think I've kind of narrowed it down a bit more now um, to being a bit more patient with it. But I can be a bit, it's just like, oh, you're being impatient with the throttle. So you're putting the throttle on too early and you're causing the car to understeer and it's just losing so much time. It is tiny, tiny things that cause so much time when you look into the depths of it. I think I'm guilty of over podcasting sometimes. <laughs> yes. And I think that's something that I can work on. Yeah. Probably, that I, I'm guilty sometimes of over podcasting. Can I just quickly ask, when you talk about your team, this might be a bit too boring and um, a question, but can you tell us about your team? Because we know a little bit about the Formula One teams. We know the touch points that these drivers have. But who who is your crew? Can you tell us about them? Um, I love them so much. So, yeah, I have... Obviously, I have my two teammates, Carrie and Lena. Um, each of us have one designated mechanic, and then we have our one designated engineer. Then we have our team manager, and there's a few other guys working about in the garage, you know, helping with fuel, tyres, that kind of thing. And, you know, sometimes you see the team boss, sometimes, uh, not always, because uh, uh, Sebastian will mainly be at F2 and 3 if he can. Well, that's pretty exciting that there's a lot of people working together on this, and I imagine lots of new, young, exciting people who also want to progress through the ranks of the Academy, F3, F2, and then get to Formula One. Is there, is there a mixture? Are there some very experienced people that have worked all over the sport or, or is it all very new and, and very young like you? Yeah, no, there is definitely a big mixture. Um, you have some older people on the team, some younger. My mechanic and my engineer um, are actually relatively young. I mean, they're definitely older than me, but, you know, they're relatively young um, and then you've got some older people in the team as well it's a good it's a good variation you know all with different experiences in the sport the whole point of this as well is obviously to just give you that more you know more track time more racing experience more kind of testing experience just be able to give women in in this sport just all of that experience to be able to get to you know the higher levels do you feel like I know it's only been a few races, but do you feel like you're really starting to learn a lot more now that you're in the academy than you had before? Oh, 100%. I mean, F1 Academy, they're very clear that they are down to developing us as drivers and making us progress, well, helping us to progress. And they have definitely done that. I mean, this year I've had more track time, even just with testing, than I have in any other championship that I've been a part of it's incredible the time we've had actually to progress and even likes of testing at Aragon the other week I mean it's not a track we're going to race at but it's it's a chance to have those two days of working on setups and trying risky things in the cars that we wouldn't be able to do on race weekends. So yeah, it's, it was it's really good. And F1 Academy, they've got they've got the vision right. Next year, you know, we'll be alongside all the F1 races. Well, you know, any for how many however many rounds that we have. So it's it's been great, and I am I am genuinely loving it so much. And being with ART, they have helped me progress. Like I said, so so much more than I expected, especially when we looked at. Red Bull Ring versus Valencia. I mean, I went from like I think I was like P ten to P four. I mean, the like the progression is, it's been really really good. And getting a day with them last week um, on their simulator to prepare prepare for Zandvoort and Monza, uh, yeah, it's it's very valuable. Everything they do, they've got it narrowed down to a T. So, what's the for you then? What do you see your kind of next step being? Obviously, you're only seventeen years old. It's quite a full-on thing. You're doing you're you're doing so much, having to work in the sim, having to travel all around the world. What do you think your next step is realistically? Well, I mean, as a driver, obviously, I just need to keep on working on you know my driving and 
get the results to show people what I can do and then eventually either through progressing up through championships or either through sponsorship is when you start becoming a, an official professional racing driver because you earn from it um, but I'm not quite at that stage yet so that is when it's this thing of quite a, quite a lot of drivers actually do instructing on the side like the majority honestly to be honest with you so yeah I need to I need to follow in their footsteps and get myself into that yeah, because obviously getting older you do think about not only just your racing future just your future in general what f1 Academy's doing is not only giving chloe an opportunity to to show what she can do and get those opportunities to become a professional full-time racing driver it's also showing that women can be involved in motorsport because you know i'm 31 when i was involved in motorsport when i was chloe's age you barely saw women kids nowadays will be able to see people like chloe and go yeah there are women in motorsport whereas people in their 30s and 40s in the f1 paddock never had that it was like well can women be in motorsport mm. Absolutely, but not just uh, use Chloe's generation as the as the poster girls for it, but actually also um, pay them as well. Yes, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, I think that's pay, probably what you're getting pay at. Chloe, yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Um, but look, Chloe, we think you're fantastic and we love having you on this podcast. So what are your preparations for... Uh, for the next for the next race, San Sandiver was it San Sandiver Sandiverder? What is it? Zandvoort. Zandvoort. I was almost there. So what's what's that circuit like? Have you raced on it before? What's uh, what's your preparation going into it? I've never been before, no. Um, and we actually, we unfortunately, the test day that was cancelled prior to it. So, but a lot of the drivers haven't been before. So we are all going straight into free practice one. Um, so it's kind of straight in, just kind of get your head down and learn the track quick. I was actually at ART's factory doing sim prep as well. But it's now the fact of I need to actually be able to push in real life quickly from the beginning um, to obviously hopefully, you know, get a good qualifying and try to be more on it than some of the other drivers might be. But because I think there's a lot of us in the same position, never having been there before. It's going to be interesting, I'll say, because it's the first time we've not really had a test day prior to it. It's an interesting track, I think. The, a lot of the corners are really, really banked. Um, so you have to carry a lot of speeds to get around properly. And, you know, the barriers are relatively close, so it's, be careful. <laughs> it's a bit of a roller coaster track, is it? Yeah. How much do the cars vary? Is there a Red Bull equivalent? Are those differences <laughs> as pronounced as they are in Formula One? Well, I think, luckily, we all have the exact same car, whereas obviously in Formula One, they One. design the, their cars from a mechanic's point of view. An F4 car, I think, compared to, you know, F3 and 2, it's a lot more simpler than those kinds of cars. But it's definitely the tiniest of changes do matter, and that's in all aspects of motorsport. That's really interesting to know. I'm fascinated to learn more about this, because it's, uh, in a way, what a lot of people want Formula 1 to be a bit more like. This is driver versus driver, which is what racing is. No, those people are wrong. (laughs) I like it. It's a team sport. I I like it. I I really like that everyone's sort of got the same car. I do think that we should one time just get all the the F1 drivers into the exact same car and see who's the quickest. It is a lot down to the cars. Red Bull have had it narrowed down to a T for the last couple of years, but I mean, we've even seen it. I mean, Lewis Hamilton, he's an incredible driver. Um, Personally, in my opinion, he shouldn't be beat be getting beaten by Max Verstappen. So you think if Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen were in the same car, you reckon Lewis would, would edge it? Yeah. Yes. Good, good. I, do you not know think that, Christian? I do. I think it'd be incredibly close. Mm. I think Max is, I think he's so used to winning now to the point that 
maybe if you put him in a slightly less car, if he had a more of a challenge for him, he'd have to push a lot harder than he's been pushing, whereas Lewis has never stopped pushing hard. Oh, so interesting. It's a fantastic point raised by Chloe, because (laughs) there was that moment in the Canadian Grand Prix where he was cruising and sort of lost concentration briefly, I guess, because you would do it. But like when you're just on the motorway, you sort of drift off a little bit. You're like, oh, God. Could be also argued that that's how Max won the World Championship. We have saw in the past when Valtteri Bottas was close to Lewis Hamilton. He gave him far too much respect, whereas Max didn't. Yeah. So sort of reverse what Chloe's saying and apply it to the way Max took on Lewis. That's a massive part of the reason why Lewis was, you know, lost points. We saw Lewis make a mistake in 2021 Mm. in Imola that was so uncharacteristic of Lewis because he had that pressure from Max. So I agree with everything Chloe's saying. I would also say that Max doing that to Lewis is part of the reason why Max was able to win the World Championship in 2021. What do you you think about that, Chloe? Yeah, I definitely think Max is definitely, you know, showing to people that he has an aggressive driving style. And, you know, again, the people who dislike Max, you know, they dislike him and say he's too aggressive. But I'll be honest, it's motorsport, you have to be aggressive. I've been aggressive at times and, you know, I got got told off at Valencia um, (laughs) for being too aggressive. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you just have to obey the rules kind of thing. Um, But no, I think he's an aggressive driver. But it's not. An, I don't think it's a bad thing, unless of course he's take cause it's causing hurt to other people and he's take ruining other people's races. Um, I mean Lewis Hamilton. You know, I've been watching him for all, over the years, and I've met him, and just as a person in general. He doesn't make you feel like he's above you, even though he's way above me. He doesn't. He didn't make me feel it. He, <laughs> he, he spoke to me like a normal person and like I was another driver. And it's so nice to meet someone like him. And then when you see everything that he's promoting on, uh, on social media, uh, you know all the th- topics that no one wants to talk about and no one wants to discuss. And you know I think a lot of motorsport th- th- fans are giving him a bit of hate because they think that oh you know you're you know you're a racing driver you shouldn't be talking about these kinds of things and you shouldn't be dressing that way but do you know what at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't affect your life he's actually trying to better people's lives and he can express that in any way he wants and he's doing it in an incredible way and his preparation for driving and his and you know his mindset and how he drives is so incredible did he give you any advice at all um it was back in 2019 so i I remember speaking to him about... So he'd raced in a couple of tracks in, in Scotland and in karting. So we were speaking about the same tracks we'd driven. I remember that. He just kind of said, you know, I think the normal things is, you know, just keep your head down, never give up and, you know, stay focused and don't let others get to you. Who, who's, if you're Lewis Hamilton, who's your Max Verstappen? That's a good question. Um... I mean, my teammate Lena, she's a really good b- benchmark for me. You know, I think the day that I, I, the day that I finally beat Lena, I'll be on a high horse because she's an incredible driver. You know, she's got so much experience racing in Formula Regional, one of the hardest championships to be in. And the way she can sit down and debrief, just the way she explains everything, it's so professional. And it's and it's really I mean for the first time we did debrief I was just like wow she just went so into detail and so in depth and even just learning from her has been such a value to me um, and you know I've gotten closer and closer to her time and every time I'm like oh almost and then you know like I said let myself down in qualifying at, at Barcelona so Elena I'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> I love that Chloe before we let you go and thanks for chatting today this has been so interesting I've absolutely loved it. I know that Christian is dying to talk about one part of your life which we haven't touched upon yet. Well, we need some Sharon news. Mm. How is your mum coping with life on the F1 Academy roller coaster? Um, she's fine. She's a bit stressed. 
she's enjoying it, but she, I think she just gets a bit frustrated watching the races. She's, I mean, she's a mum. She's gonna mm. worry and she's gonna think the worst of things. Unfortunately, I'm imagining like um, like horrible stressed parents watching yeah. football. She's on the touchline. Oh she's is she? Is she you go to a karting race. You see a lot of that. Oh really? Do you, oh is it, my it lord! Must be tenfold. Like, it must be ten times take football worse. and times it by yeah. three. Even my dad. So obviously my dad can't do this now. That's what I think. When you when you move up to cars from karting, your parents kind of tame themselves down but my dad would, when I was in Carson he used to be hanging over the barrier doing this to me and like doing hand signals to me every Carson driver will know, like, no one have experienced this with their either their dad or their driver coach whereas when you're in cars they back off a bit and they kind of let you and your engineer and coach do it that is so funny I used to what, tell my mum and dad that they were not allowed to watch me play cricket so my mum or dad would have to hide in a hedge I, I was just, the same with netball I, I've got vivid memories my dad like trying to peek through like the door crack just be like is she okay <laughs> it's so good this is and this is why betsy we've ended up doing the careers we should have been doing know. you know because i don't mind my mum and dad listen, listening to me on the radio or no, watch me is, yes. do stuff on stage but Never when i was made it playing sport i was like i just hate anyone who knows me watching like i hated playing in a park yeah. where there were passers well, by i was like this is awful imagine i drop it i'm embarrassing me and my, dad... my trousers fall down <laughs> <laughs> me and my dad's relationship is better through him listening to me on the radio and do podcasts and watch me on the telly than it was me watching him through karting it was much less stressful for both of us <laughs> so actually I, I guess I, was, I, I I don't relate to this at all Chloe in any way but that's what makes you a, a fantastic sports person well look thank you so much for um for your time today give our regards to your mum and your dad and thanks for the Sharon news the news yeah. is Sharon is stressed <laughs> 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 Chloe good luck for uh, we'll catch up with you soon <laughs> See you, Chloe. Thanks, Chloe. Bye. Bye. It's so interesting hearing the difference between the last chat and this chat, because I I wasn't there in the room when you did that. I was a a mere listener. And she was so, she, as I said, she was so, so in the zone, but also I, has grown in confidence she, so I was much. about to say, she we were seems about to say, so it? much yeah. more confident, it, wasn't she's she? She's in it. She like yeah. sort of believes that she can do it. No, yeah. no, this is not meant to be offensive to Chloe last time, but it is like we went from interviewing a nervous teenager mm. to a racing driver. And she's supremely impressive. Let me tell you this. She's going to yeah. drive for Formula One. Yeah. Uh, she really will be a Formula so. One driver. I hope Imagine, so. Imagine, really and she can come on the podcast. She won't want to deal with us by then. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> won't be. <laughs> There'll be. Yes, she will, no, guys. Who? No, no I don't know them. The faster the what? I've just replaced Max Verstappen in the Red Bull. Did you notice the trophy shelf? Oh, I noticed the trophy shelf. In the yeah. background. Yeah. I imagine that was what your um, bedroom as a, as a boy was like at your mum and dad's What, with house. my karting? Yeah. I, you're imagining... He wishes. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. That's a sign that there is a reason Chloe is racing in cars and I didn't get to cars with um, my friends. But so what? You just had lots of empty shelving in your bedroom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dad, <laughs> dad put up all the shelves before my racing career started and I didn't fill them. Yeah, was, what's on them now then? Just dust or a few model cars? Yeah, or what's mom, going that, on, Christian? My mother's clothes. Your mum's clothes. Yeah. I imagine that's what your dad was hanging over the ba- of the barriers yeah. saying. He's like, I've built those shelves for nothing, boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a compare my dad. Did you notice Arr. Chloe's hats as well? Did you see them? She had so many branded hats. You would have loved it. I didn't but more importantly than branded hats is Barney the dog has appeared on the podcast. Oh, Mama. he looks well. He's come back from his oh, baby boy. He's in recovery at the moment. He's had some horrible ankle surgery. 
But um, the, the old ankle's looking good. Looking good. And we've, we've made quite a fuss of Barney and not so much of a fuss of Bella, who before the podcast recording started, we sampled some of Bella's custard tart and it was fantastic. So oh, thank you. It was amazing. That's a good bake, that. Really good bake. Come and say hello to the Fast and the Curious. Hi, Fast and the Curious. You will have loved our guest <laughs> that we just had, 17-year-old racing driver called Chloe Grant, who is in a thing called the Formula One Academy. Right. And she is now travelling around the world racing every other weekend, every three. they fly their cars around? Yeah, they fly the cars around, yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. yeah. Take it apart and it gets shipped and haulage and trucks and planes and, yeah, and put all back together again. <laughs> That's ins- so it'd be like me taking my Vauxhall Corsa to like France, then Japan. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Why are you looking funny? I had a Vauxhall Corsa. I was going to say, do, where, where do you that keep this Corsa? It's <laughs> my first car. It's a one, one litre engine. Oh. Hey. Can't drive manual. Greg just bought a car that is a manual, which deliberately knowing that I can't drive it, which I think is like a therapist would really raise their eyes at. <laughs> What's you trying to do here? That's like not a beige flag. That's a red flag. Like to buy a car that your partner can't drive. Control it. Yeah, cannot drive. Not nice car, nice car for the weekend, baby. Like, you won't be able to go anywhere. We'll just be in this isolated cottage. <laughs> no, that's not what it's like. <laughs> you can't the, escape. The, as, as car nerds who are listening will know, that particular M5 E34 is not available in automatic. Yeah, then you should have got another car. But it's not as good. That's a class. <laughs> it's a modern classic. Tell, tell the, pod, the podcast why you bought that car. Because it's in the film Ronin. Oh, no. <laughs> First time, 18 months ago, and decided that he had to have the car from Ronin. That is the Amazing. car that I've always wanted. Natasha McElhone is driving so it through the streets. because Natasha McElhone drove it. Yeah, racing Robert De Niro in a Peugeot 406. Just to try and go out with Natasha McElhone. <laughs> it's not. You know, you said that a podcast, uh, sorry, a therapist would raise their eyes at this. This podcast feels like it's turned yes. into a bit of that now, I will be honest. Welcome. What do they call Jada Smith at Pinkett Smith's? The, oh, the, the, the red, red table. table. So ours is mm. like, welcome to the grey table. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all your problems. Can you drive a Formula One car automatic? No, it's 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 paddle, paddle shift, shift yeah. on the on the steering wheel. So could I do that? Well, yeah, I think so. Well, it's great. Did you just laugh? <laughs> Everyone else said yes. No, because no, no. This is the thing. Nobody apart from Formula One drivers can drive Formula One cars. Well, that's probably not true, though. Is it? They're not brain surgeons. <laughs> You're listening to a Formula One podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for that. Okay. I, don't know, I don't have an answer for that. We're going to go inside then. We're going to have a kiss on the podcast. Oh, all's well that ends well. It's made up. Oh, I loved Bella's first appearance on the podcast. Yeah, that, that was, was great brilliant. fun. Really well, enjoyed that. Technically, her first appearance is when she lent in and said, "This is all a nonsense." Yeah. About, about about three months ago. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, <laughs> set a stall out early. Excellent. Well, thank you to Chloe. Thank you to Bella. Thank you to mm. Betty. Thank you to Greg. Keep your questions coming in. Fast Curious Pod on Instagram and on TikTok and the Fast and the Curious at ACAST.com. And we'll be back very soon for more loosely Formula One chat. <laughs> loosely based Formula One chat. Bye. Bye. <laughs>